How to Create a Glitch, Glitch Stories. Season 1 Chapter 1. Near-Death Experience. I'm going to start off by telling you a few stories that led me to question what was ultimately real and really promoted in me an existential crisis, so to speak. Now, the first event of significance occurred when I was 23 years old. I was working at the time at an amusement park north of Toronto in Canada, and I was living on my own. And I had to get to work for six in the morning each day. It was a summer job, not a particularly good one. I was doing maintenance labor anyway. I had to get up in the morning at 4.30 in the morning to make it to work on time. Sometimes I would get up earlier than that. I was living quite a ways away from where I was working approximately an hour drive. And one morning I slept late. And I ended up leaving my home. And I was probably about 45 minutes away from my place of work. And it was an hour drive going at a reasonable speed. The speed of traffic, so. I, being young and stupid, drove significantly above the speed limit. There was quite a bit of morning traffic that day. And I was driving a 2000 Chevy Cavalier Grey. Now I was driving much too fast. Weaving. And to get around the traffic and I was in the middle lane approximately halfway between the city where I resided and the city where I worked. And I decided I was going to go into the outside lane in order to pass the gentleman who was driving too slowly right in front of me now. Ah. Uh, I looked my blind spot as I was about to change lanes and I didn't see anyone. So I started with the process of changing lanes. I flicked on my flicker. And as the seconds passed, I decided to take another look over my shoulder. And there I saw a man on a yellow motorcycle entering my blind spot just as I was going into the lane. Now, I knew that I was going to hit this gentleman if I kept going. So I pulled the wheel back as quickly as I could in order to avoid making contact with the motorcycle. Now, the car being what it was, it was a fairly cheap model. The tires because of the degree to which I yanked on the wheel. The front end rose up off the freeway or rather, the vehicle rocked, so because of the speed of the vehicle and because of the degree to which I yanked the wheel, it went from one tire. The right tire to the left tire. Back into the middle lane, but there was rocking at the front of the vehicle. Each time I corrected. So I corrected. First to the left to avoid hitting the motorcycle, then to the right. Then to the left, because each time I corrected, the vehicles seemed to rock more, and I was worried that as I overcorrected each time that I was going to lose control of the vehicle. So after correcting first left, right, left, right, three or four times, I realized I had a choice to make. You have to understand this was all happening very fast. I looked to my right. As I went to the right and I noticed that the motorcycle had left my blind spot. He was driving phenomenally fast and there was a gap between my car and the embankment. To my left, there was a vehicle in front of me, there was a vehicle. But to my right, there was a gap to wider choice to make. Do I continue trying to wrestle control of the vehicle, which was clearly going out of control? Or do I go off the highway to the right through the gap? I made a choice. I leaned back in my chair. And I let the car go to the right through the gap. In the moment that it happened. I remember. A moment of crystallization where literally. I had given in to the moment. I had allowed it. To ultimately transpire as it chose to. And it was a kind of liberation of my consciousness in the sense that. 
I had made a choice. With the hope that both my life and the lives of those around me would be spared. And that I was okay with whatever happened after that because I had made a choice. And there was more to it than that. There was a philosophical idea, which I can only describe to you the following way. It was the idea that the moment that we exert ourselves in a situation, we are, we fall prey to the consequences of any reaction. But if we let go, if we have faith in the outcome, without trying to exert our power over what will be, then in that moment, we are sublimated, so to speak, we are freed from the consequences that will would ultimately result from our reactions. Anyway, so I went off the highway, and the car hit the embankment, and I was driving extremely fast. There's no way that I should have survived it, but what happened was the car spun around, and the front end twisted so that it was facing backwards and the full force of the velocity hit the back end of the vehicle and then it spun in the air, three times away from the road, and landed. Now, as this was happening, I remember my head making contact with the side of the door, I remember my head hitting the front steering column. Probably once, maybe multiple times. But sure enough, the car came to a stop and I opened my eyes and I was covered in red dust. Covered in it. It was in my shoes. It was all over my face. It was all in my hair. It was filling my clothes. And I looked around and I looked outside the vehicle. I looked to my right and I heard a voice, and it was a man who had stopped by the side of the road to see if I was all right. He was driving a maroon van, an old 1990s Chrysler minivan. He was shouting, Are you all right? I, I pulled off my, my seatbelt. I climbed through the window on the passenger side and all the windows were smashed. My client threw stood up in the ditch, and the sky, the road, everything was blue. There was a blue light on everything. And there was this liquid like water coating, everything the people, the cars, the street. And I was almost completely unharmed. I had a small cut my chin. I still have the scar. There was. There's some blood on my head, some cuts, but for the most part, I had no broken bones. I had no head injury as far as I was concerned. And I walked up to the gentleman who had stopped, and I said, I'm fine, I'm fine. He called an ambulance. The ambulance came, and I took the ambulance to the hospital. I called my father at the time, and they kept me in the hospital for the morning. But I didn't require significant medical attention. But there's another part of the story, which is that there was something unusual about everything that happened after the accident. When I was sitting in the ambulance, there was a nurse or a paramedic at the back of the vehicle, and she she seemed terrified of me. She wouldn't come near me. She wouldn't talk to me. And when I arrived at the hospital, no one spoke to me. Except very briefly about this or that there was no conversation, really. And when I was discharged from the hospital, people acted very strangely on the streets. I had to take a bus to get home to my apartment. And there was something otherworldly about everything, the blue color to the air. Slowly faded, but it was still still there by the time that I got home to my apartment. The water, the liquid substance or the coating, everything had faded after I'd gotten out of my vehicle after a few moments. But, suffice it to say, that was the first of many encounters with a strange and unusual view of reality. And I'll get to some more stories. 
in the next episode.